Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, and a good Thursday morning to you, and welcome as always to Off the Bench presented by United Dairy Farmers. I'm Tom Brenneman. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. You can watch us on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. We always ask, if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to the show. You can also find us streaming on Facebook on the Chatterbox Sports page. And please flip on the notification switch. If podcast are your cup of tea. Wherever you find them, just go to Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. We're going to start every show until we know this young man is better. Sending our thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Nothing right now in the grand scheme of things is more important than that. We all agree for sure. But we also agree that the show must go on and it will go on. The show being the National Football League. Now, yesterday we received, as we told you, great news about Hamlin. His uncle had been quoted as saying that his nephew originally needed 100% of his auction via a ventilator. That's down to 50% or less. He is still in critical condition, but thankfully signs are pointing in the right direction. The Bengals were back on the practice field yesterday, getting ready for a shot to potentially clinch the AFC North against Baltimore. We're going to get into all this here in a minute. I mean, is the game going to be made up? Is it not going to be made up? What are the repercussions from all of that? We told you yesterday we suspected the game would be scheduled for 1 o'clock at Paycor, and that it is. There is still no word officially on what will happen with the Bills game, although there seems to be more and more chatter that the game will not be played, and the league will base seedings for the playoffs on winning percentage. There was talk about this during COVID. Zach Taylor spoke publicly for the first time yesterday since Monday night, and he praised naturally on Buffalo head coach Sean McDermott, even sharing some of the conversation that took place on the field that all of us saw that night between the two. McDermott told Taylor point blank, I need to be at the hospital and not coaching this game. End of story. In other news, former Bengals tackle Willie Anderson is one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was announced yesterday. The board will meet in the coming weeks to choose a maximum of five modern era finalists for enshrinement. Cornerback Ken Riley is one of four senior committee finalists, and they are chosen by a simple yes or no answer. Both Anderson and Riley certainly deserve to be there, and you have to continue to bring up the name Kenny Anderson. How is he not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I have no answer to that. Other news and notes around the National Football League. Justin Fields' season is over. He will not play the season finale after a hip injury last week. Fields rushed for the second most yards in a season by a quarterback ever. 1,142, he was 64 yards shy, and no doubt would have broken the record held by Lamar Jackson that was set in 2019. Kyler Murray will not start next season on time. The Arizona quarterback tore his ACL, you may remember, three weeks ago and just had the surgery yesterday. 
college basketball. UC looks to bounce back from its loss at Temple. It takes on Wichita State on the road tonight. Another big one tonight, Ohio State will host number one Purdue in Columbus. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. Buckeyes are 10-3, and three, Purdue 13-1. and one. In baseball news, the hits just keep on coming for the monster market teams. The Red Sox have agreed to an 11-year, $331 million deal with all-star third baseman Rafael Devers. It's the longest and the largest guaranteed deal ever given by the Boston Red Sox. And consider this for a moment. Of the 14 highest spending teams in free agency this winter, only two, San Diego and St. Louis, are outside of the top 10 largest markets in the sport. Two in New York, two in Philly, Chicago, Dallas, or two in Chicago, one in Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Houston, Boston, Toronto, Anaheim, and the Dodgers. Not going to beat the proverbial dead horse here. Casey McAllister, welcome back. You're feeling better today. Paul Fritschner, good morning. Casey, you all right? Yeah, um, I got some medicine in me. Got some Sudafed, got some cough syrup, and now I'm back to being able to do the show. Now, you know, the natural question, when you mention that combination of medication, for some people, it sort of slows them down a little bit. For other people, it kind of, you know, you start getting a little jumpy. You know, you you tend to, like, move fast. Does that mean, well, first of all, do you notice feeling more of one or the other? Are you a little more on the jumpy side or a little bit more on the laid-back side? You know where we're going ultimately with this. (laughs) I mean, I feel feel normal. I feel kind of laid back, I guess. Okay. So the shot clock's in play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cold. That's really cold. Paul, you know, I. Tom, you posed the question right before we came on the air. Do the Bengals want to play this game? Well, you know, it's interesting. And I, and I got to give it up uh, to Jay Morrison because he's a guy that wrote in The Athletic today about as good a piece as you can write on. And this is our debate today. And I need to get inside the chat. Uh, before we go any further here, because I, I want to get some uh, reaction to um, from all those who are kind enough to join us every single day about what would you do, okay? What would you do? And we've got a ton of folks already on board. Emperor, Zachary, 6412 Mars, Brian, Everett, Sir Boy Wonder, Andrew, Chris, Hope I'm not forgetting anybody here. Seth, Keith, Brendan, Paul. I mean, dozens and dozens. Okay. Here's the deal. Would you rather, and I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible because it is quite complicated, but I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Okay, here's the deal. If the Bengals and Bills make up this game, and however they do it, and I'm not getting into the details or the logistics on how and when and all that, okay? I'm just asking you this simple question. If the Bills and Bengals make up their game, depending on outcomes, 
not just of the Bengals' final two games against the Ravens and Buffalo. If you play two more games, the Bengals could finish first, second, third, fifth, or sixth in the playoff seedings. Okay? Yep. All right. If you don't play the game against Buffalo, your AFC North champions, you can still get the number two seed with a win this weekend and a Buffalo loss, but you cannot under any circumstances get the number one seed. So, when you're talking about making up the game, okay, you can walk through then all the different things that could happen, right? And if you want to go into all those, we can go into all those. But if you don't play the game, it's quite simple. Your AFC North champs, you're for sure the number three seed. And if you win and Buffalo loses to New England, and New England needs this game to get in the playoffs, let's not forget that. The game is in Buffalo. But New England has to win the game to get in the playoffs. So that's a team that should come ready to play, especially with Bill Belichick as head coach. Casey, which would you, are you a gambling man? Or are you like one of those guys that'll say, you know what? Or like one of those shows where you've won $10,000 and they're saying to you, okay, if you answer one more question, you can win 30000 Or if you don't answer another question, just stick to 10 in your pocket. What are you doing? Um, first off, if I was a cold, heartless man and was hoping for the Bills to lose against the Patriots, we would be playing them if we won against the Ravens. It'd be the number two versus the number seven. Patriots would be the seventh spot. So they'd be coming to Cincinnati. And they give us a scare. And they match up well. I don't care that we won. I mean, they... They scared us, right? I mean, they almost came back and won. They were five, ten yards away from winning the ball game. So, personally, I know it sucks for the fandom, but I'd rather just win the AFC North, in my honest opinion. Okay. Because, honestly, what I think will happen is we're going to play the Ravens again anyways. I think the Chargers are going to win, and the Ravens will slide in at number six. We'll get number three, and we'll have to face each other again. God, that's going to suck. Yeah. That is going to suck. And it'll be back-to-back weeks. Oh, man. I don't like that at all. I don't like that one bit. Now, that's that's kind of how I'm, I think – that's what I think will happen. I don't know if I want that to happen. I think what I want to happen is for <laughs> – for us to get the number one seed. That's what I want to happen. Well, for that to happen, and the only way it can happen is if you make up the game against Buffalo. It's the only way you can do it. Yep. Is if you make up the game against Buffalo, okay, and you win your two games, including that one, and Kansas City loses against the Raiders. I know. The odds are definitely not in their favor at all, but... I, the, let's just get one thing out of the way. They're not going to make up this game. I don't there's no doubt about it. They're not going to make up this game. No, no. It just it, there's too much. 
in terms of logistics. And to be completely honest, I don't know if you guys saw the Bob Costas interview on uh, Anderson Cooper at all. No. I thought he brought up a great point. I don't think anybody wants to see. Now, if it's three weeks from now and it's a playoffs and that's the way it turns out where the Bills have to come back to Cincinnati. But I don't think next week, emotionally, I don't think the people in uniform, those that work for either franchise, those that would go to the game, I just don't think they want to see Buffalo in Cincinnati right now so fresh off what happened in in what would be, you know, uh, what, nine, ten days? Yeah. I mean, I really – that make sense? Yeah. And I – I feel really bad for the Bills right now. I mean, they're being asked right now to get prepped for a Patriots game where they could potentially lose seeding. They could potentially be in a worse position. They're asked to... I mean, we're sitting here talking about the Bengals. What about the Bills? I mean, what do they do? Do they just... So what happens if the Bengals win this weekend and the Bills lose this weekend? We get number two. Yeah, get number two. Yeah, you ain't playing that Bills game. I mean, it's been suggested on the chat that, you know, they might wait around till the... There's no way you can wait around, though, because that affects how the Bengals could treat this game against the Ravens. Well, there's no question. And and, and like I said, if you don't make up the Buffalo game and that is announced, um, the Bengals are the three seed no matter what. For people that would say they pull their players and sit them and rest them, zero chance of that happening. They tee off the same time as Buffalo does on Sunday knowing you could still get the second seat. Yeah, they, they won't. The Bengals, you rather play New England or the Chargers? Yeah, the Bengals won't They won't rest people on Sunday. But the NFL needs to make a decision on what's going to happen with the Bengals and the Bills, an official one. It sounds like it's trending toward they're not going to play. But they need to make an official decision on this before the first game on Saturday because whatever happens with that affects the Chiefs. It affects the Bengals and affects the Bills, and the Chiefs play on Saturday. So – the Chiefs have to have an answer on this because that could affect how they finish the game, how they, you know, if you take this out of it, then the Chiefs could potentially be playing for something or not playing for something. Yep. There's a lot that goes into this game. It's not just like, oh, well, this is the five and six seed that they've locked it up, and it's not like that at all. So they have to figure this out tomorrow, at least by tomorrow, um, to be able to give everybody some clarity. You can't go into this weekend and say, well, we're going to see what happens and then we'll figure it out on Sunday night, whether we're going to play this or not. It has to be decided tomorrow. Agreed. And that's the thing, like we were talking about this in our group chat. I don't think I was here at the time, but there's not really a good solution. There's going to be something that upsets the fans, regardless of what happens. You know, there's going to be giving the Chiefs either first place or <laughs> or the Frogs. Um, yeah. No, you're right. I, I, what what would you rather have? Let me let me ask you this. Paul, did what, you answer the question yet? Did you pick one? Yeah, what would you Are rather you, you, have? I don't what? know if you ever definitively said oh, which one you would choose. I, yeah, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Because I, I – look, I mean – Again, this goes back to what we were talking about the other day. If you're looking at this from just a pure football perspective and everything that the Bills are going through right now, I mean, you hate to say it, it sounds callous, but there's a significant chance that the Bills lose this game to a very hungry-for-the-playoffs New England team. And if, if they 
I mean, we're just calling it like it is. If the Bills lose that game and the Bengals win this game, which they very easily can at home on Sunday, then you're talking about being the number two seed, which maybe is the most optimal option here. Yeah, I mean... You mean instead of a one seed? Are you saying instead yeah, of a one? Yeah, think because about, think about if you're the one seed. I know the whole rest versus rust argument, but think about what happens in the choppy flow of your season if you get the one seed, right? You, you had a essentially a bye week where everybody got shook up this past week with everything that happened. You come back, you play one game, and then you go and you get the number one seed, and you're off again for 14 days. I don't know. That seems like a very weird flow to your season. Well, the well, only thing is, is that if you are the one, and look at you, getting a week off when you got guys bumps and bruises and all that kind of stuff, I mean, every team in the league would take it. Number two, every game at home as long as you're alive. Number three, I'd rather face the winner of the 4-5 game than the 3-6 game. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about facing Jacksonville or Tennessee. Whoever wins that game this weekend, wins the AFC South, will be the number four seed. That game is played in Jacksonville this weekend. Yeah. And then the five seed, you turn around and play Baltimore again at home. Now, that would depend, of course, on what happens in some of the other games. Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, I mean, it, the, at the end of the day, as we all know, you're still going to have to beat the best to be the best. That's the oldest cliche in the book. So, at some point in time, in some venue, you're going to have to beat Kansas City. You're going to have to beat Buffalo if you want to get to where you were a year ago. And that's back into the Super Bowl. But I think um, all things considered, take the three seed or, or go out and win and hope you get the two seed. Put the three seed in your back pocket, right? If you get the two, you play whoever that last team is. And that's a whole now other department of talking about the scenarios there in the AFC. We know that if New England wins... New England's a seven seed. The first six are all tied up. It's just trying to figure out what order they're in, okay? You'll have the four division champions, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati with uh, the caveat, not making up the game, but we're assuming that. And then the winner of the Jacksonville-Tennessee game. Five, six, and seven. Five and six is just a matter of where they're going to be. Baltimore and the Chargers are in. Okay, now one's going to be five, one's going to be six. Seven, you get to New England. If the Patriots win, they're in. End of story. If they lose and Miami beats the Jets at home, Miami becomes a seven seed. New England, out. If New England loses and Miami loses, if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number seven seed. Right, but... And if you're the two seed, that's who you would lock up with first round of the playoffs. But the only... Men of aluminum! <laughs> the only second seed game that the Bengals would be able to play against is the Patriots. Because the Patriots have to beat the Bills. 
Well, if you're the two seed, that, that's right. But I'm saying if you're the two seed, you're going to play whoever the seven is. So, okay, you take New England out. But, uh, or no, you wouldn't take New England. It would be New England. Because the yeah, only way but, you can get the two seed is if New England wins that game. Yeah. So, who do you want to play? You, you want to play, play New England. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. rather play New England than the Steelers or Miami. I, th- I would agree with that. Oh, no, I'd rather play Miami. They stink. Ugh, I think that's bad. They stink. You would rather, you would rather potentially Ty- face a team that has Tyreek Hill. I, now, I know they don't have Tua. That's but I mean, good. I mean, who, right. the Patriots have anybody? The P- They're awful. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking the Steelers. Steelers are hot. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I would not want to play Pittsburgh. That's just bad mojo. Yeah, that's what bad I mean. Bad mojo. I, ha- yeah. I hate to stake a take on mojo and juju, but I don't know, man. I don't need to. Uh, give me the Dolphins. Move on. Well, regardless, the Bengals are either going to play. They're either going to play the Patriots at the second seed, or at the third seed, they're either going to play the Ravens. Or no, that's it. That's it. Those are the only two possibilities. They're either going to play, if they win, I'm sorry, if they win against the Ravens this weekend, then they would play them again if the Bills win. If the Bills win, then the Bengals are playing the Ravens next week. We're we're talking in circles here, but if if the Bills win, the Bengals play the Ravens no matter what, right? If the, no. If the Chargers lose. There's only three the teams that they'll be able to play. Chargers win, they go to five. Yeah, so there's only three There's only three teams that Let's we just roll the against. ball out there, boys, and see what happens. This is too the, much. No, but I mean, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot going on there. I mean, there's the, a lot happening the, there. There's only and, and it's hard to, you know, I mean, it gets confusing unless you can put it up on a board and start doing this and this and this and this in front of everybody. At least it is for somebody like me. But, you know... Your potential opening round teams to play against, whether you're the two or the three, could be New England, could be Miami, could be Pittsburgh, could be Baltimore, could be the Chargers. Any of those five. And the last one I want to face of that group, without a doubt, is the Chargers. Yeah, same. Yeah. But the the only three teams the Bengals can fight, (laughs) play against, I'm sorry, are the Ravens, the Patriots and the Chargers. Those are the only three. They can't play the Steelers? No. Yes, they, they can. No, they can't. If what? The Bengals cannot play in the first round of the playoffs. The Steelers, Miami, and the, they, they can't play they those. Of course they can. No, they can't. Listen, Casey. Listen. No, 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 no. You go already ahead. said it before. You already said okay, it Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. The only way the Bengals will get the second seed, right, is if the Patriots beat the Bills, which means the Patriots the are automatically Patriots are, You're right on that. You're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah, right. So As a they, two seed, yes. Now, if the Bills win and we win, we have to play the Ravens. The Ravens would fall if the Chargers win. They would fall to the six. Right. If we beat the Ravens and the Chargers lose, we'd play the Chargers. Right. If we lose the Ravens, and the Chargers, regardless, it's Chargers, Ravens. You're, you're precisely right. Patriots. Those you're are the three teams right. we're actually. That's exactly right. Based on the other games and how they would play out. 
Yes. Right. But more than likely, we all agree, Buffalo is going to beat New England. I'm doing the Zach Galifianakis, like, mental math. Yes, game, I right? am too. <laughs> but, but, but Casey's spot on. The bottom line is, is that Buffalo is going to beat New England. Buffalo is going to show up to play this week. They are going to show up to play. That crowd is going to be off the charts in Buffalo on Sunday. I hope so. They will. There's no doubt in my mind because I think the fans are going to look like it, look, look at it just like the players look at it. And that is there might be parts of us mentally that don't want to be here. But at the end of the day, I thought Reuben Brown, our guest yesterday, perennial all-pro with Buffalo, will one day be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He said that for most athletes, himself included, it was therapeutic to get back to having a schedule and something to be focused on. And Sean McDermott, I heard an interview uh, yesterday on the radio with someone from Buffalo who talked about McDermott and how the players they, they love this guy because he listens. He pays attention to what they want to do. Doesn't mean they run the show. But if there are things going on week in and week out during the season, and guys will come to him and say, I think we ought to consider X, Y, and Z. Could be practice schedule. Could be how you practice. Could be game planning. Could be any number of things. And McDermott apparently is a very good listener. Something all of us strive to be better at, right? Just ask our wives. And he is going to have that team, I mean, ready to demolish the New England Patriots on Sunday. I'm not a gambler, but if I was a gambler, I would be loading up Mr. Fritchner on the Buffalo Bills. What's the spread in that game? The Bills. So I made this comment the other day that, uh, we were we were talking about the Bills and how do they respond. This feels like a situation on Sunday where the Bills either come out flat and they they lose by 50 or they win pretty significantly. Casey, uh, what do we – let me see. It, there's not really a lot on this. Oh, you know why? Because it just opened. Because they didn't know if they were going to play the game or not. So the line for this game, we don't really have much on this game. Bills are favored by a touchdown, uh, Tom. But we don't and for them, over the course of this season, we know that it's quite low. And I would imagine, based on everything that's going on, that's probably a big reason why. Yeah, I mean, they've been at least a touchdown favorite every each of their last four games. Um, pretty much all season, they've been at least a touchdown favorite. They were four-point favorites. They Oh, they were four-point favorites at New England when they covered uh, back on December 1st. So... Um, yeah, they won by two touchdowns, 24 to 10. Someone uh, made the comment in the chat that if the Bengals get the two seed, they could play the Steelers. That is impossible. No, it's not possible. Without making up the Buffalo game. Correct. Yes. So it, it, you're right. Casey, you were spot on. Uh, spot on. It would be the Ravens. It would be the Chargers or it would be the Patriots. And that's it. Those are the only options. If, because it, the only way the Bengals, at least based on this being the final game of the regular season, the only way they get the two seed is if they win and Buffalo loses. Buffalo losing to New England. If New England win, it's a seven seed, lock, stock, and barrel. Steelers, Dolphins, out if New England wins. 
Coming up later today, we have Paul Doherty. Now, he's been writing a lot on uh, themorningline.substack.com about everything going on, trying to put everything into the big picture, as we've tried to do a little bit the last couple of days. Uh, about, you know, um, and I saw where Jason Williams wrote the same thing in the Inquirer this morning. You know, are you allowed to go back and now start to enjoy football and watch football and cheer for football and cheer for your team? Or, because of everything that has happened with DeMar Hamlin, um, is, is that just not the right thing to do? And I, I think he laid it out quite well. Williams did, saying that, you know, there's no right answer, there's no wrong answer here. Um, that, you know, it's okay to go back there and start rooting again. It's also it's okay to feel like the NFL should cancel every game. You know what I didn't realize? I, I went back and read that story about the player for the Lions who dropped dead on the field in 1971. And they played the game? Right then and there. Yeah. They just kept playing. They just kept playing. I don't know. I think not that we're in a time where we're ultra sensitive to things. I think we've just come to realize what's really important. Not saying that people back then didn't know, but it wasn't like, I mean, the whole country was watching that game. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Can somebody check this for me, please? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So somebody in the chat pointed out, uh, one of the Bills players just tweeted that, um, here, I'll, I'll, I mean, it's not, um, they just said, uh, our boy is doing better awake and showing more signs of improvement. Thank you, God. Keep the prayers coming. All love. And, and that then, being DeMar then the, the Bills tweeted, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. That's from the Bills. Yeah, that's good news. So that's good. That's awesome. Uh, it's more than good news. Thank you, Lord, indeed. That's good. But and that the other thing too is getting more and more of that news now gives the Bills more peace of mind to be able to play on Sunday too. If this news comes out, yeah, Sunday. Oh yeah. If this news comes out Sunday afternoon during the game, who knows what kind of a mental state they're playing in when guys are going out there trying to make tackles or whatever. But you, you start to get more and more of this good news now on Thursday and Friday. That puts the Bills in a good well, spot. Well, I mean, if, if you really just look at the last um, less than 48 hours. I mean, remember now, we're standing here on Thursday, sitting here on Thursday. This happened Monday night, close to 9 o'clock at night. He's not even in the hospital till 9.30. And here we are in that remarkable staff down at the UC Medical Center. Um, and here we are getting good news on Wednesday morning getting remarkably good news now on Thursday morning. Um, this kid's a fighter and strong and healthy, healthy kid. I call him a kid, 24th kid. And um, boy, this is fantastic. Fantastic. Just hope it keeps on coming. Yeah, because the longer and longer it went without really a, a significant update, you kept thinking to yourself, well, you know, is he going to survive? Right. But maybe he survives, but what kind of a state is he in? You know, the longer and longer you're waiting for things. Now I understand what the seriousness of this injury. Um, 
you might need to run a lot of tests. You might need to do a lot of things that take some time. It's not immediate. It, it takes time to figure out how these guys are doing. And this is such a significant medical issue that you need to, you know, was there was there anything there before? I mean, there's just so many things that you have to figure out here before you can officially make a statement, say he's better or whatever it may be. Um, but good good news. Good news on that. Andy. I had a friend of mine. I was out walking our, our dogs yesterday afternoon. He's a doctor here in town, has zero affiliation. In fact, works uh, at a separate hospital from UC Medical. And, and I just ran into him out walking the dogs late yesterday afternoon. And naturally, like everybody else, if you're a sports fan, uh, you don't even have to be a sports fan. You're talking about this. Um, he made the point, he said, you know, and, and he's worked in a number of different places all over the country. He's not been in Cincinnati all that long. Uh, and he, he's the one who said it to me yesterday. He said, the UC Medical Center is regarded as one of the top trauma one hospitals in the world. And he said, you know, there are a lot of other NFL cities who have great health care. And, and, and he pointed out to me, this is something I've never heard of before. And, and he thought it was true. I don't know if it's true. I'm going to have to look into it. I, I forgot to do it this morning. But he said to have an NFL team you have to have a trauma one medical facility in your city. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I read a story about the all of the qualifications that you need to have to be able to have uh, a team in your city. There are, are just the, the different medical um, uh, qualifications that need to have qualifications isn't the right word. But yeah, trauma one facility. Uh, what they were talking about even having you know, the, the AEDs and everything on the plane, traveling with the teams and everything that the NFL has done. As you see, the if you're watching this on YouTube right now, the tweet is on the screen. That's directly from the Bills. It's just what I read out a, a minute ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you see, we know it here as Cincinnati residents that the UC hospital is one of the best, not only in the country, but that's one of the best hospitals in the world. And to be two miles away from it is significant. Yeah, that's the other part about it, too. You're so close. Yeah, so close. I mean, he's right there. You know, I used to think all the time, and you know, and this is getting off base for a minute here, but I remember one time I was on a team bus. I think I was doing the Diamondbacks games, and we were riding out to Old Shea Stadium in New York, uh, taking the team bus around three, three thirty in the afternoon, and it's quite a, a ride. Not in terms of miles, but in terms of just headache and traffic, riding from Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan, out to uh, Shea. And I mean, it, the, the traffic is backed up as far as you can see. And, and there's an ambulance trying to get through all this and not going anywhere. And, and I remember thinking to myself, man, you, if that was someone in your family and you live in a town like this where the traffic literally 24-7, I mean, go Chicago, go Phoenix, go wherever you want, right? Dallas. <laughs> We're very, very lucky here in, in, you know, on multiple levels. You know, the one, the one word in that statement, Paul, that when, when you put it back up there, the ad a second ago, and, and I think, you know, the, the word that stands out to me there is the word remarkable. Because it says, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin, hospitals aren't the sort to be throwing out words like remarkable unless it's truly remarkable because look 
you know, whether it's the world we live in with lawsuits and all kinds of different things, hospitals aren't in the business, doctors aren't in the business of just throwing out big, big words like that. And, 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 and it's not that they're pessimistic, but they're quite guarded. I think we all agree on that. They have to be guarded. Yeah, with HIPAA and everything There's else. There's no doubt. And so for them to use uh, remarkable is truly remarkable. Um, we got our picks tomorrow. Yep. Well, all of a sudden become a ball game now. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I have some catching up to do. Make sure if you're watching right now on YouTube, got some big numbers here in the chat, so make sure you like the video. Also pinned up there at the top. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at look at that, Tom. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to see. Little button. What, what are we looking at? Flip it back to oh, Tom yeah, yeah, yeah. and play I'll, it again. I'll go. There you go. You ready for this? Watch the screen. Oh, hang on, hang on. There we go. Look at that. Wow. Subscribe. How fancy is that? Turn the notification bell on. Like, subscribe. We're, 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 we're reaching the big leagues. We're like five subscribers away from 3,000. Uh, the other thing, too, to pub is the Discord. Discord's been popping. Um, oh, man. We taught Tom about that yesterday. Discord! So, so if you hop the in the story Discord. of the world, Discord! <laughs> How did the world ever survive without Discord? Go ahead, please. You were saying, Paul. Well, I don't know how. Before I rudely interrupted. I don't know how Chatterbox ever survived without Discord. And <laughs> you can get into the website. It's pinned at the top of the chat right now. Uh, it, it's an app. You can get it on your phone. You can do it on, on your computer. Uh, but it's just basically an extension of the live chat that we all use every day here on the show. There's a lot of you regulars that I see here in the chat. Also in the Discord, it has topics for every Cincinnati sport, betting, um, all that stuff. So make sure you get in there. Uh, it's, it's been pretty, pretty active the last couple of nights, so it's been good. want to thank LX, who reminds us Chuck Hughes was the Detroit Lions player who died on the field in 1971. So thank you for that. Um, and I understand Andrew points out that uh, all the talk about DeMar Hamlin's fun which he started two years ago with a goal of reaching $2,500 and giving away toys to needy children. Wanted it to get to $2,500. It's up over $6 million now. But people apparently are now starting to donate to T. Higgins' charity. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. Yeah, there was a, uh, not to cut you off at all. You there, was didn't. A there was a clip of T. Higgins at practice and uh jamar T chase was teasing him and he was you could see t higgins laughing and had a smile on his face so Good to see. that 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 really uplifted my spirits for t um knowing that you know he can still not that he can, couldn't before but that he he's still yep. enjoying practice he's still he's still enjoying the brotherhood yep. and the one thing i read um, and something that we should probably talk about is Joe Burrow kind of leading a um, leading his team into a brotherhood of, of love. He, he kind of, I don't know if you read the same thing I did, but he kind of let the whole team know, like, I love you guys and mm -hmm. we need to say it more often. And for moments like this, it's really important that, you know, we remember and, you know, recognize that well i mean i i think that's in joe burrow's dna 
and and it all it all goes back to his upbringing uh, in Athens, Ohio. Uh, obviously, I've spent a lot of time there. I went to college there, and I love that place. And I still go back two, three times a year, if not more than that. Um, but his mom and dad, and when he had the Heisman Trophy speech, uh, it was without a doubt uh, the most riveting. Heisman Trophy speech that I can ever remember. I'm not going to say it was the all-time greatest because I haven't watched or listened to them all. Caleb Williams was mighty good this year. But Joe Burrow talked about, he took that moment, the highlight of his playing career, of his young life at that point in time, to talk about kids he went to high school with in Athens, Ohio. It's Appalachia. There's no doubt about it. There is a lot of poor, and I mean really poor, as poor as anywhere in America, including the very inner city anywhere in the country. Uh, and talked about kids going to bed uh, hungry that he played football with uh, and not having meals or food on the table when they got home after practice and how the Athens Food Bank all of a sudden vaulted from like a $50,000, $40,000 a year budget to 2 or $3 million, whatever it was, uh, eventually that much. Uh, overnight from the Heisman thing, it jumped up over seven hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand. And to hear him yesterday, no surprise whatsoever. Thought Zach Taylor. Was it was was gold yesterday? Uh, before you say that about Zach Taylor, I'm, I am just going to put this in here real quick that Ian Rappaport just said that uh, he opened his eyes last night and is responsive. So that's even more of a illustration of what we're uh, what we're going through here and and uh, where he's at. But yes, you're right about Zach Taylor. I thought the whole press conference yesterday. I thought uh, both Zach, um, DJ Reader was up there. Joe Burrow talked for a long time. Uh, I thought all the press conferences yesterday were, were pretty good. Man, how do you not just love this team? Like, the greatest group of guys. They're just awesome. It's an impressive group. And in many ways, uh, even though he was under incredible fire, and deservedly so, for a long time about the way he spent money on this team that he owns is Mike Brown. But I've always said... That, that Mike Brown, you'd really like to have Mike Brown, I think, as your dad. And, 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 and when you make a comment like that, and that's not one that I would use lightly, and I don't even know him well enough to probably say that. But just based on people that know him well, stories you hear about him, things that he's done professionally in terms of giving people who are really in a dark place and having a tough time. Uh, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. Chris Henry comes to mind. Uh, guys like that. Uh, and, and Chris Henry was no perfect man, and most franchises would have said, beat it. No chance. We don't need this aggravation. And you know what? They wouldn't have been wrong uh, in, in many cases. But Mike Brown has always been the kind of man that shows incredible compassion. Uh, I, think he's got a, I think he's got a beautiful heart. He's not always been the best owner. Uh, of a professional football franchise. In fact, I think it would be fair to say he was not a good owner at all of this professional franchise for a long, long time in regards of trying to win. But it doesn't make him a bad human being and never did. And so, you know, I, I think right now this franchise is the embodiment in, in many, many ways of what the Brown family, and Mike Brown particularly, is all about. It's just now they happen to be winning games. 
And so, to use your phrase, you love them a little more. I mean, if they're getting their asses kicked every week, even through something like this, you're not loving them. You're liking them. You're appreciating them. But the winning part adds to it. It just sort of closes the circle, as I like to say. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. All right. Um, Told you we got um, Paul Doherty coming on at 11. So we got a few minutes here. I do want to walk through, fellas, a, a, a couple of things. Okay, uh, and, and that is where we are um, in the uh, NFC, because this is another one where, you know, you start talking about the playoffs and, and what's going on there and who's in and who's out. There's a lot more intrigue, I think, in the NFC going into the final weekend than the AFC, especially because in the AFC... We don't know where the whole thing's going to shake out with the Bengals and Bills making up their game. But when you get into the um, NFC picture, you have all kinds of moving parts as to who could be one, uh, who could be two, who could be three in any number of these situations. And so let's start with the the most simple of all. The Eagles, this is their third straight week to win a game, to nail down home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They've lost the last two without Jalen Hurts. He is playing this week, but it's no layup. They're taking on the Giants. Now, the Giants are already in the playoffs. So it's not like they're playing a team desperate like New England. Okay, so the Eagles win. If the Eagles lose and the 49ers win their last game of the season, all of a sudden the San Francisco 49ers, if they win, would finish the season on a 10-game winning streak and be the number one seed in the NFC. Want to play them right now? No. That's stiff. Brock Purdy. He's got nothing, Tom. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm... Defend I'm yourself, coming, Casey. You blew I'm him coming, up. You blew him up. I'm coming around to the idea that Brock Purdy is a great system guy. For the San Francisco Fighters. All right. Okay, that's good enough. We'll he, take he, that. He, we'll he, take he, that. He really is. I think he's done enough to prove it. I know the, the one game that stuck out to me was against the Raiders last week. I mean, I was watching that game, and, I mean, he's just he just kept finding the right guy to throw to, and uh, he's a rookie too, right? He is. Mr. Irrelevant. Man, he's doing really well for Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, he is. Ryan Suckup. He's doing well for anybody. It's true. Yeah. I mean, anybody. I don't care if he's the, the designated number three, which is where he was when the season began after Trey Lance and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And he was the number three guy just kind of hanging around. You know, you, you find out, is he active on the last game? Yeah. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of a younger, more feisty Ryan Tannehill. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, one, Ryan Tannehill, with all the injuries and whatnot, he kind of started slowing down, um, wasn't able to run around a lot. Brock Purdy's able to to really escape the pocket and move around a bit. He seems to be a little bit more accurate, and he seems a lot more fiery. I mean, did you see – I don't know if you watched that game, either of you, but he was over there yelling at George Kittle – on the back shoulder throw, yeah. like, getting up in his face. I mean, the dude's, like, 
taking command. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. Yeah. That's his job. And that's a thing that, you know, that, that, that a lot of young people don't want to do. They, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They don't want to rock the boat. You know, oh, God, that might hurt Jimmy's feelings if I say something to it. Oh, my God. I can't do it. Be a leader. <laughs> if your job calls for you to be a leader, be a leader. And when you screw up, own up to it. It's like Zach Wilson. I mean, have you seen this chaos in the last 24 hours now again? Right? And we can get to that later. But good Lord. This guy's job, Purdy, is to be the quarterback and lead his team to the Super Bowl. He's the quarterback. The most important position on the field. Without a doubt. If George Kittle runs a wrong route, you don't have to humiliate him on the field. But you get over on that sideline and you say something to him, he wants to start sm talking smack back, let him have it. Let him have it. Just tell him, George, go ahead. Keep running the crappy route. Go ahead. And we get our asses beat in the first round of the playoffs. That's on me. No. You might not want to hurt his feelings. All right. Sorry, we digress. Um, but th th anyway, back to this 49er thing, okay? So Minnesota can be the number two or the number three seed. That depends uh -oh. on why didn't I turn this off? Who's bothering Who's me? Who's calling you? Somebody Answer ever heard it of live. Answer it live. No, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> doing that. I thought I turned off the ringer. Um, Zachary wants to know who I'm yelling at. I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just trying to say what, what Purdy's got to do. He's yelling, up. he's yelling at the people that created participation trophies, okay? Amen. Well, Robert was... Sala joined that crowd yesterday. Did you read those comments about Zach Wilson yesterday? No, I didn't. He needs to go read a book, a book and book. get away from everything. Nah, sometimes you just got to take a break, man. I mean, what if that was actually kind of like a slight? <laughs> you, I, what, hang what? on, Tom, think about it. No, I don't read a book. God. That oh, sounds like God. a slight to me. It sounds like he's There's no, you know a what? backhanded comment. You know what, Casey, you are spot on. And just when guys think that they're, you know, they think you're doing this kid a favor, in the New York media, this guy will be known the rest of his life, Zach Wilson. Everywhere he goes, people are going to be screaming, go read a book. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. That's going to happen the rest of this guy's life. If Sala would have just come out and said, which he ultimately got to, if he'd have come out and said, because the back part of his comments were actually pretty good. He came out and he said, you know what? Come hell or high water, we're going to get this guy's confidence back. If you just say that, then everybody's like, you know what? Okay. Kids had a rough, had a rough year. He has had a rough year. He's not played great not handled himself great after games where they lost, especially the New England game. He's been benched. He's been put back in there. He's been benched again. But don't come out and say he needs to go read a book. I'm going to start using that one. Hey, go read a book. <laughs> it's like kick rocks. Pissing me off? Go read a book. Yeah, it's like kick rocks. Yeah. I just don't know what these guys think about him. Believe me, I am the king of somebody that you could say, I don't know what he was thinking about. Right? 
but you're not doing these guys any favors. The number four seed is Tampa Bay. Okay, but now is where things can get very interesting. And that is, Sir Boy Wonder says Tom must have lost lots of money on betting this week. I don't bet. And somebody called me from some town, Felicity, Ohio. Do you know where that is? Felicity, Ohio. I think it's way out east. Yeah, it is. Probably a scammer. Might be. World's full of scammers. Uh, But at any rate, so so anyway, so the Cowboys, right? The Cowboys can win the NFC East if they win their final game this weekend against the Washington football Wizards and the Eagles lose. They will be the number one seed in the NFC if the Eagles and Niners lose. Yeah. So Philly can be everything from a number one seed slip all the way down to the five <laughs> with a loss and a Dallas win. You know what's crazy about that? If they do get to five, they get to replay their playoff matchup from last year, and they got demolished last year by Tampa. Do you remember that game? I do remember that, that game. That was the game people thought, oh, Jen Hurts, is he really the real deal there? That's right. And that would be a nightmare, I think, for Eagles fans. No question. Uh, Giants, and that game would be in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Giants are the number six seed, lock, stock, barrel, done deal, win, lose, draw, makes no difference. Now you get to the seventh seed. Right now, Seattle has a saving seed. It's only because of um, they are technically one game better, um, or, or they have a tie break right now uh, in a three-way tie. But if, if the Green Bay Packers win their season finale, at home against the Lions Sunday night, they are in. If the Packers lose to Detroit, if Seattle wins, they're in. Okay? But if Seattle should lose, the Packers are playing the Lions, so that means the Lions would have beaten the Packers. The Detroit Lions, your guys, Casey, from the very start of the year, could you imagine if we had a scenario this weekend where on the same day or night, let's call it, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions snuck in the playoffs? Oh, God. I mean, could you imagine that? No. Does that not make the NFL as good as it gets? I don't care how you feel about either one of those teams, but it's conceivable that by Sunday night, by around midnight, you could have the Steelers. Theirs would have been decided already. But you could have the Steelers and the Lions after what they've been through, those teams this year, and where they were at different points in time. It'd be pretty amazing. Dan Campbell. Dan Leader Campbell. of men. I did not say that. I think you did. I did not say that. I never said that. <laughs> I, I, never call said him, that. I, I call him the fighting Chris Spielmans. We have Paul Doherty. We do. All right. Uh, look at him again. I mean, he's he, not only is he, um, is he, you know, you know, he, he's got the hair brushed. He's got a purple <laughs> sweater on. Is purple your kind of color, Doc? You wear purple a lot? I, I don't know. I've got some purple, yeah. Is that okay? Well, uh, you know what? It's okay with me because you and I were texting uh, on Saturday 
the Horned Frogs of That's TCU. Right. That's right. Very impressive, Tom. You made a good call on that one. Well, I, it was a bias call. It was a bias call. Um, I don't know if you heard uh, before you just came on, uh, the Bills released a statement moments ago, and we were talking about how, you know, hospitals and doctors are, are very, very guarded, especially in this day and age, about the kind of uh, words they choose. Uh, and the word was remarkable progress for DeMar Hamlin in his recovery at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. It seems like in the last 48 hours, Doc, you can hope and pray uh, that it's going to get better and better, and at least so far, those prayers are being answered. Well, that's that's fantastic. I, I saw the, uh, I guess it was a tweet briefly right before we came on. Yeah, what you said, and, and that's that's just terrific. And and credit really, and we've said this a million times, but it's worth saying a million more. An absolutely fantastic job done by the emergency medical people on site. Uh, on Monday night, that uh, th that was that really that really obviously made the difference. Uh, th those people deserve more credit than anybody can possibly give them, and 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 of course all the best uh, to Mr. Hamlin and, and his family. Uh, from all that we've read about him in the last few days, he seems like an exceptional young man uh, who had his head screwed on straight and knew what he was on this earth for, and it wasn't necessarily to play football. Um, so great, yeah, I mean, great news all the way around. That, that makes my day, and I'm sure it makes lots of days. Doc, it's been talked about uh, in, in a secondary fashion, as it should be, uh, about things that should happen with the football side of all of this. There's no way the Bengals and, and Bills are coming back to Cincinnati next week and making up this game, right? No chance. No chance. All right, let me ask you this. Let's just play out the scenario, and I asked both Casey and, uh, and Paul this question. What, what, and take the emotional part out of it for a minute. I'm just asking you a question theoretically. If you were the Bengals, strictly football speaking, and you know what we know, that if they play – they do play the Ravens this weekend. If you make up the Buffalo game, you have a chance to be the number one. You could be the number two. You could be the number three. You could be the number five. Or you could be the number six seed in the AFC playoffs. Or you don't play the Buffalo game, period. You're guaranteed the three spot with a chance to still get the number two spot. Which of those two would you choose? Um, I, I, I think mental and physical well-being supersedes everything. And that said, I, I would skip that game and whatever they're seated, they're seated. I, I, I don't think there's much doubt that the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals in that order are the three best teams in the AFC. Uh, therefore, I don't see a whole lot of point in playing the, playing it over or taking it up from where it left off uh, Bengals-Bills. I mean, Tom, you can't just simply discount what's happened in the first 16 games of a season 
because you want it all to, you know, work out, I guess, the way it's supposed to work out. If you have to make a decision here, I think you go with, you know, what, what, what have they done so far? Um, and it's obvious to me anyway. I, mean, I couldn't even tell you who the number four seed is right now. Maybe the Ravens, maybe the uh, Chargers. I don't even know. Right. Point being that the, the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals ha- have done better work than anyone else in that conference. And that should count for something over 16 games. And again, the, 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 another week of, of healing, uh, mentally especially, but also physically, is certainly, in my opinion, more important than having a more decisive seeding for the AFC playoffs. When you were writing uh, for the Enquirer as a lead columnist for 35 plus years, you wrote a number of columns and, 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 and all spot on about Bengals ownership for a long, long time. I made the comment a little while ago um, that Mike Brown has not always been a great owner of a football team. In fact, you could probably make the argument there are a lot of years where he has not been a good owner in terms of trying to win games. But I think we all agree, and you've gotten to know him a little bit. I've gotten to know him a little bit. You hear stories from other people. You've acknowledged some of this in your various columns about the things he does that go you know, unrecognized or under the radar or unnoticed. I think right now this Bengals franchise encompasses everything there is about who Mike Brown really is. He's always been a compassionate man, a caring man, his team and his head coach showing that yesterday and and really every day, but yesterday especially. His quarterback doing the same thing, talking about loving his teammates, loving one another, and now you complete the circle, as I said a little while ago, where it's really easy to like them because they're winning games. But I think this is Mike Brown's team. Does that make any sense to you? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think he, he's, he's uh, removed himself from the, day, from the day-to-day, I think, even though he, he does still go in every day, usually really early. Uh, uh, he's in all in on all the, the big decisions. Uh, I don't know that he's that involved anymore in the day to day. Nevertheless, uh, it's still his team. It, it still reflects his, um, I don't know what the word is, his spirit, his heart, his yep. generosity, have you, um, without reflecting a lot of the stuff that people didn't like him for, which, which was most, most of which was financial. Um, yeah, I've said forever, uh, even when they weren't doing well, which is quite a long time, that, that uh, I, I thought he was a great guy. I just didn't think he was a, a good football guy. Um, and that's saying today, I, I, I think. I, I respect his football knowledge, but in the past, uh, that knowledge has been somewhat uh, clouded by his uh, financial philosophies um but no i I, i've always said and i even told mike the last time i talked to him right before i retired i said you know what if if you and i were not in these positions sort of an adversarial kind of relationship at least distant uh professionally i'd like to be your friend you know and i meant that he said the same thing i think he's an interesting man i think he's a he's a witty guy uh, we've talked about it, his compassion. I think his heart is almost always in the right place. 
and, and like you said, we're seeing evidence of, the, of that now. I think the organization has been uh, been exemplary in the, in the way it has handled uh, its job. It's part of this dreadful week. The NFL is an easy target. I mean, they are the, the, the king of the jumble. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and I know you had some things. You wrote about them the other night, how long it took them to cancel the game. Uh, in the morningline.substack.com, you can find it and read it and all of Paul Doherty's work there. Um, but are they so big right now, Paul? I mean, we, we all agree with, um, you know, if you screw things up, uh, you got to take the heat for it. No matter who you are, no matter how big, how small, you screw up, you take the heat. Action, reaction, et cetera, et cetera. But, but, but is the NFL on, on things like this, Doc, um, almost in a no-win situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't? You know, you play the game. You should have called it off 10 minutes before. You should have done this. You should have done that. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Are, are we at a point in society where, where somebody like them, or really anybody, can do anything right? Oh, I think they do lots of things right, and, and, and you know, the bottom line attests to that pretty strongly. Um, you, you know, I, and I wrote this this morning, I, I just posted a little while ago. Uh, I, I made a mistake in judgment by coming down as hard as I did Tuesday on the league's decision to uh, wait for an hour and five minutes before postponing the game. I still maintain that that was wrong, that they could have done it a lot more quickly than they did. That said, my timing was, was inappropriate. Uh, it was too soon to go off on the NFL uh, when, when Mr. Hamlin was still in dire straits. Um, that said, Tom, in my opinion, you can never go wrong being cynical about the motives of the National Football League. I, I think essentially their interests are guided more by image and by extension, money, than they are by trying to do what you would think is the right thing. Um, you cannot tell me that a league that's concerned more than anything about the safety of its players has no problem playing 17 regular season games, has no problem making teams play, every team in the league play on Thursday night after playing a Sunday, and still has three exhibition games on the docket strictly for the purpose of soaking more money from the fans at the stadiums. Um, if the NFL were truly concerned about players' health, it, it might be reducing the number of games, not adding it. It might be more interested in guaranteed contracts. Um, it might have moved a whole lot more quickly on CTE and concussions and their lifelong effects than it did. As it was, the league was kind of dragged kicking and screaming into that by, by players and, and doctors who, who said, look, this is what's going on. You need to do something about it. I still think the NFL is guided more by uh, uh, its need for, for, to maintain its image and its need to make money than it is by anything else. Yeah, and the one area that, that, that I came to learn a lot about, and it's been written about and it's been talked about, but when you start breaking down the numbers, it, it is appalling. Um, and, and look, at the end of the day, 
Um, this comes down to the strength of the union or, or truly the lack thereof strength of the union as far as the way they take care of their players once they retire. You know, Major League Baseball, you max out on the pension. You're getting paid anywhere from two hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars a year for the rest of your life. There are football players that uh, that that are lucky to be making fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month. You know, well below the poverty line uh, uh, when they max out on the pension. That's the, that's the area I think as much as anything that that. The, the, the NFL, and you talk about number of games, and you talk about CTE, and they, they, they've poured literally tens of millions of dollars into bettering the equipment, uh, research and technology on the helmets, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the, the, the point was made, a, a kid like Hamlin, if, if for some reason he can never come back and play football again, uh, and he needed long-term care for the rest of his life, um, you know, Maybe because it would be such a public thing, the Bills would just give him his health care the rest of his life, even though he doesn't give his health care from the Bills. Uh, but that the Players Union and the Players Association, nope, not going to happen. I, you know, in, in my opinion, I, I think any football player, professional football player, who becomes mentally and or physically disabled by the career he had deserves a lifetime of care. Um, if, if this incident did one thing positive beyond the GoFundMe that's now over $7 million for, for Mr. Hamlin's uh, uh, charity, in essence, uh, it, it showed that these guys, that they're human beings. You know, they might be covered up in... in, in uh, covered up like warriors, they, they, they might have helmets on so we can't see their faces. Uh, we might look at them as gladiators and, and now we need to start looking them looking at them as people just like you and me. Uh, they're, they're still human beings and, and, and a part of that should be, look, these guys put themselves on the line for our amusement every week in, in the fall. Uh, and when something happens to them like this, uh, they need to be taken care of and they can't just be forgotten. Well, you, you knew what you were getting into when you signed the contract. Well, sure. Um, that doesn't mean we don't take care of them. And I think you're, you're right. The, the league and the union have fallen short, fallen far short of that. And, and maybe th with this incident, things will improve. Well, Doc, thanks as always for your insight, and um, and this is going to be a fun weekend of football uh, starting up and, and waiting to find out how this whole thing plays out. First and foremost, everybody thinking and praying for DeMar Hamlin. Looks like things are moving in the right direction. So thank you for your time and for supporting the TCU Horn Frogs. You got it, Tom. All the way, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. All the way. Paul still even got his T-shirt, Paul Fritzner, his, his sweatshirt over there. Yeah, yeah, and you still got it over there from when you took it off, when you didn't put it on. No, you did have it on when you picked against him. I did, absolutely. Horn frogs, baby. Ridiculous. It really is. And you got lit up on social media, by the way. Horn frogs. For doing that. Yeah, my friend that... Uh, yeah, your friend killed you. Yeah, he... What uh, are friends for? He gave me the sweatshirt. I let him down. Well, are you going to pick TCU this week? No. He better not. No. Georgia. 
minus 13 and a half. It's all right, Casey. But I will be sprinkling the TCU. Go on, Frogs. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and go both ways because I got my heart broken by Texas uh, by Georgia last year. And I'm not gonna let that happen again. So I'm gonna take Georgia minus 13 and a half, and I'm also gonna take the TCU money line, and I can't lose. If they win by if Georgia wins by eight, so be it. And you better wake up to the TCU Horn Frogs basketball. I now that one I did. I was all over TCU last night at Baylor. Want a good they chunk. stubbed their toe like the fourth game of the year. They were ranked yeah. preseason like 12th, something like that. After the deep run in the tournament, they had two guys that did not play in that game, and they, and they lost to somebody terrible. But now all of a sudden, that's their only loss. They're up to 14th in the country. They go on the road and beat Baylor last night. And it, it, it's similar. In fact, one of the broadcasters made a comment about it. Very similar to football. They were losing in this game, and it looked like things might get out of hand. But they never really let it get all the way out of hand. And then they rallied, they rallied, they rallied. They hit a shot out of the corner with like four seconds left. Baylor had a great look at the end. I don't know if you saw the end of the game, but Baylor, they advanced the ball on a home run pass, which barely ever works in college basketball. They get the ball over midcourt. They call a timeout immediately. So they have three seconds now. They inbound the ball, get a wide open look at a layup. And TCU's post player comes, recovers, blocks a shot, and TCU wins by one. It was an incredible look. Wow. All right, good. Um, there's a new premium alkaline water out. It's called Pani. We have it right here, right? They're right across the street. It, it, incredible taste. In fact, the best tasting water you've ever had. Pani uses natural limestone filtration, unlike artificial processing of many other brands. The result, it's a healthier alkaline water. That, that, that I would agree is the best tasting water in the world. Visit their website at Pani, that's P-A-H-H-N-I, P-A-H-H-N-I water.com. They're right across the street. They're local guys here in Hamilton, uh, a startup company. Find out where you can go in and buy it at a local store near you. Yeah. You know, I just realized the reason I got sick was because I haven't been drinking Pawnee water. Oh, boy. Oh. How about that? Boy, I mean, to see it's the It's been king. a couple. It, it's been like four or five days since I've had some Pawnee water. Well, you better reload. I need it. Uh, Tom, we also have. Uh, on Who is this clown? The poofy-haired fancy boy. It looks like your dad. The only good thing about TCU is their synchronized swimming team. <laughs> Clearly, uh, poofy-haired fancy boy. You're not paying attention to the world of sports. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was just going to say Encore Technologies, too, if you want to do that one. Yeah, yeah we got to do that one because that's right the here. Bengals report in the Tracer. Yeah, they sponsor Tracer. Tracy Jones back this week, yeah. right? Our whole day has been the Bengals report, and the whole thing sponsored by Encore Technologies, providing IT solutions for a data-centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models to improve efficiency and productivity. We invite you to visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. We've not heard from the Tracer in a while. We haven't heard from him in a long time. Yeah, a long time. And I've been holding on for something for him for a really? very long time. Yeah. So, so where are we going with Tracer today? Where are we going? I feel like he sort of dictates where we end up, right? Well, he, he definitely wants to show us something today. He does. That's he true. does. He wants I'm to sure. show. Oh, it's got to be the video of the Porsche, right? Maybe. I hope so, because he's been talking about it forever. 
Emperor wants to know, can we get a TCU synchronized swimming chat thread on Discord? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. David says, hey, don't laugh at their synchronized swim team. It's a national title contender. I don't know if that's true or not. (laughs) I remember. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, Okay, we got about uh, 10 minutes before Tracer comes along. Did you see Did you see Pete Rose put in the first bet and he, uh, and he took it, the Reds, to win the World Series? That was the bet. Was it really? I know we had talked about what Pete's first bet was going to be, and he put it in, and it was the uh, Reds to win the World Series. W- what are the odds on that? Uh, probably pretty long. I haven't even looked. I don't, well, why don't you look it up since you know where to find it? Because it would be interesting to know what that is. And what the payout, If you, say, say you put down... Uh, Say you put down a thousand bucks. What would be a payout on on the Reds winning the World Series with their current odds? Uh, let me see. Okay, take a look. It is um, going to the Betfred Sportsbook right now. Of course, Betfred Sportsbook. Where else would you go? There's nowhere else to go. Let me take a look and see where their futures are. Major League Baseball. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. Major League Baseball. They have not released their futures yet. Hmm. My guess would be it would be somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five thousand range on a hundred-dollar bet. You're saying that's what the payout would be? Yeah, on a hundred-dollar. Oh, a hundred-dollar. That's a thousand-dollar. You're saying two hundred fifty grand? Yeah. Right. Somewhere in there. Okay. They won't have the worst odds. I'll I'll say that. They won't have the worst odds. Well. I don't know who could have much worse. The Nationals and probably the Athletics. Okay. Trying to think if there's anything on anybody else's. Um... We crossed 3,000 subscribers. Woo. How about, How about that? that? How about that? We're on our way. We thank everybody. I mean, we like giving you guys some grief. Um, oh, Sharon's back. Sharon's back. That means Tracer's back. Oh, baby. Ben, when was the last time we talked to him? Sharon never shows up, which speaks volumes about what she thinks about the three, four of us, depending on what the dunce is doing over there, uh, Brandon Seho. <laughs> she doesn't think much of any of us. No. Only shows up when the tracer shows up. I wonder why. And that's what she just asked. Where's Tracy? I'm tired of you guys already. <sighs> All right, anything before Tracer comes, uh, comes on, you guys, that we haven't talked about? It's been all Bengals. It's been all DeMar Hamlin, rightfully so. Uh, and if you're just joining us, the, the, the fantastic news that was released officially by the Buffalo Bills, though, after consulting with the medical professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, oh. that he is making remarkable progress. It's also been reported that he is awake or has been awake. Uh, and so... Thank God above. Okay. Go ahead. I, I do have something, actually, and I bookmarked this the other day to bring this up. Okay. This is a, this is a fun, fun would-you-rather, not would-you-rather game, but I, I'll read it out to you. I saw this on Reddit. If you were told your team's your, – this is NFL. If you were told your team's current record back in August, what's one assumption you would have made about them that you would have been wildly incorrect? For example – if you would have told me that the 49ers would be 11-4, and four, I would have assumed that Trey Lance would be an MVP candidate. Or that Russ Wilson, if you're a Broncos fan, went down with a season-ending injury. Huh. Um, 
Or if you're a Jets fan, Zach Wilson was becoming an NFL-grade quarterback and had finally taken that next step but got let down by the defense, which is exactly the opposite. Hmm. So I thought it, thought it was a good uh, – It is. I, I would have never believed the Bengals would have the record they have if somebody would have told me Jamar Chase is going to miss a month. Is that, is that living up to what you're talking about? Not really because you'd have had to do that preseason. But I'll oh, give I it, see. Okay. I, I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. All right. Okay. Maybe I'm off base here. Huh. Um, so it's based off of the record now, yeah. what I would have assumed in August. Um, the Bengals are, are for real. They're the real deal. But we knew that. That's not wildly inaccurate. Sudafed's yeah. kicking in. Sudafed. Sudafed's kicking in. Yeah. I mean, Bengals are 11-4. and four. I tell you that in August. You assume something about the team. What would you have assumed that would have been wrong? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. Because I, I, because I, I would have, I wouldn't assume anything different than what we already know. Yeah, I think the Bengals are a hard one. Where we, what we know now. I mean, it's easy to say the 49ers one, right? Yeah. I would have maybe assumed they got. Ah, this is maybe tough to say. This is nitpicking. Well, maybe I would have assumed they got more out of Joe Mixon than they did. Yeah, I, that's fair. Granted, I, I guess mean, we, he. Well, I, I, or I would have assumed that Joe Mixon would have rushed for 1,200 yards. Sure. Right. So in essence, it's the same. Sure. Right. There's some other teams that you can definitely have a more fun time with on this, but. How about this one? Andrew says, I would have predicted the Bengals had at least five interceptions by defensive backs, given, given how solid their defense has been. CJ makes a good point. The four losses coming yep. from the Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, and Titans. That's probably the best one. Yep. That's, good. Yeah. that's a good one. Yep. That's a good that's one. Um uh where is it i i I, nick kirby who you know nobody knows the reds better than nick kirby i'm not so sure that 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 nick crawl knows the reds better than nick Kirby. (laughs) um and that's not slamming nick crawl i think nick crawl is totally on his game he said a one thousand dollar bet would win you three hundred thousand dollars there you go on the reds to win the world series reds to win the not just get to the world series but to win the world series are we going to take a break before the tracer if you want to toss it to us. Oh, we're back to that now. We're in the studio. You're yep. back here so we can do all I thought you. Of- I thought you were going to make it the whole, the whole two hours here without going to the bathroom. I thought you were going to make it. There is a 59-year-old man who had to get up and take his mother-in-law to the airport at 4.30 a. 4.30 this morning? Well, I was up and at him shortly thereafter. Whew. How was your travels back from... Florida did everything ended up getting squared away little you know a little dicey but you know what all good thank God healthy safe everybody's okay good so we're all right gentlemen okay take it away throw it up there ham and eggers real men and get off of me if we're real men yeah we're going it's that time of the show the ham and eggers these guys are great trust me I would know I introduce all the best segments and here comes the <laughs> annual door close. You know what we need to do, Casey? Yeah, what? We need to... <laughs> Thank you, Reed and Brandon. We need to just sell a sponsorship there for the back of the door. We've cleared the keys off, so the back of the door there is where we keep all the keys for the office. What we need to do is we just need to sell a sponsorship. Maybe uh, 
well, I don't want to give any free ads away, but there are some pretty significant door and window companies here in the great city of Cincinnati <laughs> that potentially could uh, hook Sponsor us up with some ad, ha, hook us up with some advertising. We give we've given Sudafed enough pub uh, throughout throughout the show already. What I do want to say before we before we get into anything else here, we've talked about it already. If you can like the video, we crossed three thousand subscribers already. I'll take a second here to be able to look at that. A little pub that we got here from Tom, but uh, but go ahead, like the video. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. We, our subscription numbers are crazy right now. We, we just keep we look at the chat, we look at the the subscription numbers. Everything keeps going up. The chat's been great the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think in the last month and a half, Casey, this this show has grown. I don't know what the percentage number is, but it's a great percentage number. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's a very, very good percentage number that this show has grown. So I, we just want to say a thanks to all of you um, for for joining in every day, for being in the chat, and to join the Discord. I know I pubbed it a little bit ago, but there are a lot of new members right now in the show watching. So join the Discord. It basically just takes this chat of everybody that feels like has become friends. It feels like everybody in the chat has become uh, a, a friend group. It's almost like it's a group chat every morning from 10 to noon. Um, we, Reed and I are going to do not too picky after this. Um, in, uh, in a few minutes at noon, we are going to do not too picky. Mike Schmaltz is going to join. I think, I think he's going to join via a video. I told him we could push it to tomorrow and I don't think the box lunch guys would mind, but he said he had some thoughts he wanted to share on the Purdue and Ohio state basketball game tonight, which I will talk about here in a second. Casey, I know I'm kind of taken over here but with the Sudafed I didn't want to put you on the spot no go is there ahead, any, man. anything on your mind I, the only thing I was going to talk about was just the bets that we made last night in the discord and just kind of pumping that a little bit yeah Trace uh, if you're wondering what's going on in the discord Trace went 3-0 and last night in their NBA in his NBA picks uh, the college picks were were pretty good I think we had a winning night um, overall but uh the uh, the NBA picks were three and zero, and we haven't lost money yet. It's January fifth. We haven't lost money yet on a day uh, through our picks, which I think is always the, the most important thing, right? Any day that you don't, even if you only win a little bit, even if you're only up a quarter of a unit, you didn't lose, and that's important. Yeah, it's important so, to stay green. Yeah, exactly. In market terms, stay green. Tracy Jones knows a whole lot about that. Oh, we have yeah. Tracy Jones in here, Tom. Let's take it away. We do. The tracer is here. For the first time in a long time. Well, and it's the first time uh, Sharon Peters has been in here in a long time uh, because Tracy's here. We know that. She proves that to us each and every week. Tracer, uh, what's going on? Are you, are you are, I mean, uh, you not pay the electric bill? Um, you know, I know we owe you money around here, so maybe you didn't get enough money to pay the bill. Oh. So <laughs> could you please tell us what's going on? I, I mean. Well, first of all, happy there. new year. Yeah, happy it's, new it's year very dark. First of all, happy new year. It's going to be a great year. I'm going to be extremely positive. I see a lot of positive things. It's going to be a great year. I just read where Hamlin is getting better. Yes. Uh, there was a report released by the bill. So everything's, he's getting better. Hopefully he can pull out of this. Uh, I'm in Southern California and it hasn't stopped raining for 10 days. Uh, as you see, it's usually the sun is out. The sun is it's overcast, it's raining, and just a horrible day in Southern California. I know I'm trying to keep it positive. This is the worst weather, actually, that I've ever had in Southern California, even going back to when I was a kid. And I brought that up. It never rains in Southern California. Yeah. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? Great Tom? song. Great song. Yeah. And, 
it never rains. It's rained like this. And the last time I remember it raining like this was when I was a kid. And after that, after about two weeks of rain, we had a terrible, terrible earthquake. So I just worry about something after this because what we are seeing here in Southern California, I have not seen this in years. And my well, wife says, there you go, Trace, overreacting. And I'm thinking, we'll see, we'll see. Cause this is just, I haven't seen the sun, like I said, in seven, 10 days. Now, uh, Tracy, because it's so dark, I, I mean, you, you, you're wearing the stars and stripes uh, proud on that sweatshirt, but, but what is that thing around your neck? Uh, are those the, the things from the hoodie, or what is that? It's just the hoodie. I, I got this look from uh, my boy, Fetterman, um, from Pennsylvania. He's got <laughs> look as well. So, yeah, it's just something. You notice my flag. Love the country. Um, and I, the, I'm sweating now. My brother's heat had not worked for two days. Now, all of a sudden, it's kicking in, and I'm wearing a hoodie. Doesn't make much sense. So. Yeah, but you look like you're in a cave animals. like in Afghanistan or something like that right now. I mean, what, I what the hell's I going know. on? You're, you're staying at that highfalutin mother-in-law's house, right? Well, we finally got kicked out of that and uh, took uh, <laughs> south to uh, my brother's place. I'm back in the uh, ex-police officer where guns yep. are scattered all over this place, right? There's a shotgun right underneath there in case anything goes down. So yeah, we're there for, uh, well, I'm actually leaving uh, tonight on the red eye. We'll be in uh, CBG tomorrow morning. My wife is staying for another two weeks. What are you gonna do, right? She probably has a boyfriend here in Southern California. I wouldn't doubt it at all. You know well, how those Tracer, I mean, if you're going to be back here in the hood, you know, solo, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it, if that doesn't scream for you and me and the ham and eggers to get out and have a couple one night, I, I'm not quite sure uh, one or nine. I'm not so sure that that's not a bad idea. Casey, you have any thoughts on that? No, it sounds like a great time. Have some Okay, well, the... I know where we'll go. We'll go to uh, Huddles there on Monmouth. Have a couple of cocktails, and then we will head right across the street to the BA. And you know that's my favorite place. I do like that form of entertainment. Uh, the girls are the best looking that you've ever seen. And, of course, they have that famous dance, the 29 with mayonnaise. Paul, are you in? You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about all of the new people that we have in the chat and the numbers oh, yeah. that have grown since the last time you've been on, Tracy, and the people that yeah. might not know about your favorite establishments in the greater Cincinnati area, uh, you may need to do some explaining for everybody that's new because I think we've tripled our audience since the last time you've been on here. Yeah, it, it's a very the, – the BA, it's known as the brass ass, is known as a very <laughs> high established uh, – what would you say, Tom? Adult entertainment? <laughs> and it's a place that I like to frequent and uh, very, very classy. Well, in fact, the girls uh, are the only place where you pay to keep their clothes on, right? <laughs> I, I've said that many a times. But it, it's a good place. We'll go out and have a good time. If that's not happened, we'll go back across the street to the AAA place, the Brass Bowl. <laughs> hey, AAA's AAA. Sharon, by the way, said, you know, Tracer, if you're bored, she'll meet you in over the Rhine. Uh, not so much in Newport. 
Um, Ooh, I don't know. About I got to ask you on a serious note, and we'll get back to some of the nonsense stuff a little bit later. But but I do want to ask you on a serious note. Everybody, you know, is talking about Hamlin, and you made reference to him right yes. from the start. And thank God you did. Have you ever been on a on a field of any kind? I mean, it could be going back to high school or whatever it might be, uh, or in your professional baseball career, major league baseball career, where where you were in a position where you were seriously worried about someone's life. Well, you know, I, I hear these commentators talk about, well, we've never seen anything like this in sports. Well, yes, we have. And I, I think your dad mentioned it the other day when I was watching the show. What about John McSherry opening day, yeah. right, when he passed and died? And John was a great umpire. Great guy. Loved John McSherry. He was actually my favorite umpire, and he was always great to me. But I'll give you something back in 1990 that happened, and I knew this guy as well, Hank Gathers. Went yep. to Loyola Marymount, where yep. I went to Loyola Marymount, had a bad heart. He had a situation during the season where he passed out, and they brought him to, played another game a couple weeks later, and died on the court. Hank was a very nice guy. He led the league, and this goes back to 1990, led the uh, NCAA in rebounds and scoring, and was going to be the number one pick, and he died on that court. And that was very sad, because Hank was a really good guy. Oh, you're a great guy and great player. Exciting teams to watch. People yes. don't remember Loyola Marymount. Yep. They were coached by Paul Westhead, who used to Very say, hey, look, we're going up and down the floor. Uh, our yep. goal is to shoot within four to five seconds, uh, and we're not going to guard anybody, and we're just going to outscore you. And, and they made deep runs in the NCAA tournament. And, 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 and I remember, and you'll remember this, I believe the guy's name was Bo Kimball, who was a Bo great Kimble, who was a number. Yes. Yeah, and he shot a free throw. Because if I remember, Gathers was left-handed, right? Uh, yes, he was. And he yeah, shot he a free throw left-handed with his eyes closed in an NCAA tournament game in remembrance and in honor of Hank Gathers. And actually made it. And Bo Kimball was a number one pick, I think, with the 76ers. He didn't have a good career, but he was a number one pick. So here I go to this small Jesuit school. It was kind of, it's a lot like uh, Xavier and you had the potential of having two first-round draft picks. And, and like you say with Paul Westhead, they were up and down the court. They didn't care about defense, did they, Tom? And no, it was something, it was a new thing. And, I mean, they got that ball off, and it was an exciting team to watch. But when Hank Gathers collapsed, they actually had a defibrillator machine un, with the trainer for Loyola because he they worried about that. And the school – ended up getting sued for millions and millions of dollars that the Gathers family had because they thought there was, you know, malpractice. And, and there was. I mean, he should not have been playing basketball. But, you know, Tracy, that, that, that gets back to a whole debate, uh, not, not, not pertaining to this Hamlin thing, because we don't know. Um, you know, everything would be speculative. Uh, you don't know if this was, it was a direct hit that then sent that electrical wave uh, that, 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 you know, that, that, that sends these shock waves through the heart and what happened to him or whether there was something that was uh, there that, that we don't know about, Bills don't know about. But, you know, Tracy, you hear it talked about all the time uh, by uh, they ask professional athletes like yourself, former professional athletes. Um, if you knew in Hank Gathers' case, let's use him as an example, but I'm asking yeah. you this question. Uh, if you knew that you had something uh, that potentially could happen, based on a condition that you have already, you know, would you want to keep playing anyway? 
I I don't think so. It, it's it's kind of like the concussion thing. You know, my kid was a very good football player, and after he had some concussions playing youth, I says we got to shut you down. Uh, it was it was not good. Luke Cakley, right? The yep. linebacker for he shut it down at twenty eight. So yeah, it's in. I think you got to worry about your health because there is life after baseball. And, and let me throw something at you, Tom. And this is why I get paid a lot of money from from Chatterbox to come up with things that nobody is talking about. And this is why I have a very high IQ, as as you know. Um, and I was talking to Hunter, and we were talking about Hamlin and the situation, the direct hit. I don't think he died of getting the COVID shot. I do think it was a direct shot to the heart. And I started thinking, because I looked over that hit, and I'm going, wow, I, I, I don't know what happened. Then I started thinking, I talked to Hunter about it. He says, and Hunter says, you know, it was just, I think, a direct shot to the heart. And so we started going back. And I said, you've got to protect your heart when you play sports, I think. Not only in football, but in other sports. He says, Dad, do you remember that kid we played uh, that was on our team? And he would wear a protector over his heart because yep. he had a heart condition. Yeah, yep. I've never heard of that. Yeah, 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 I, 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 I forgot I, about it. But yes, some protection over his heart. I started thinking about the Hamlin thing because that was really freaky. But you know what, buddy? That could happen in baseball. Can you imagine a straight-on shot from an Aroldis Chapman fastball that hits you directly in the heart? What the hell do you think would happen, right? I mean, well, I that's mean, something look, to – Tracy, baseball has already discussed this in regard to pitchers wearing this kind of device, uh, wearing some kind of protective device over their chest because they're obviously closest to the batter. Uh, once the ball is put in motion uh, and a line drive back to the chest, I made reference to it yesterday and that our son, who, as you know, is a, is, is a yes, lacrosse goalie. very good player. Uh, and and they, they have uh, Ohio Player of the Year, pal. Uh, they, have, uh, they, have, they, have a protect, they have a protected device um, um, because, you know, they're shooting 90 miles an hour, you know, sometimes 20 feet away, 15 feet away. And, right. and, and so they, they, they make them wear a device underneath, uh, by the grace of God, to protect against uh, that very kind of thing. I would not be surprised to see that uh, being the next sort of um, area of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, of concentration uh, in both baseball, which has already discussed it, but also right. in football to provide a little something more. I had made the right. comment yesterday, and maybe you've seen them more recently than I have, and, and I should have seen them, but I haven't. You know, it used to be those shoulder pads, you know, you threw them on, they came about like right to here, right? And then I you had the shoulder, right? And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see something extended down below that a little bit. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm talking about baseball here, and I'm talking about football, is almost have like a bulletproof vest, right? Yep. That could protect not only the heart, but Tom, what about the kidneys? What about a direct shot to the liver? Can you imagine a left hand, the, the liver's on your right side, right? So can you imagine as a left-handed hitter, I mean, I'm thinking about Pete Rose and, and, and the pitcher throwing 100 miles an hour and hitting you right in the liver. What the hell do you think would happen to your liver? Yeah. So I think kids will start wearing these. I think it's a bulletproof vest. And I'm thinking about actually getting, I'm actually talking to someone about getting a utility patent on this because I think there's a lot here and, and football players, but a vest to pr protect the vital organs. Yeah. And I think Hamlin was a perfect example. You talk about the shoulder pads. 
I think the shoulder pads when I wore them were down here. I think they're higher. Yeah, they are. They are I, definitely higher now. They're yes. much smaller because they don't want the weight. They want to be able to move. You right. know, all those kinds of things. Hey, look over your right shoulder. Oh, hi, good boy. Come here, Dugsters. Come here, good boy. So listen to what happened last night. So Tucker's going crazy. Now, I live in, a, my brother lives in a residential area, right? Just a bunch of houses. You know how it is in Southern California, right, guys? Well, Massive humanity. Starts, oh, God, that's all there is. A bunch of libertarians. Well, that's a whole different thing. But so I let the dog out in the backyard. He goes crazy, right? I mean, this guy's an attack dog, as you can tell. He's going crazy. I had to go get him. I'm thinking, and I'm just saying, it was either a possum, a coyote, or a mountain lion. So something was in that backyard, and he went crazy. I've never seen him act like that, so I had to go rescue him because he's a good boy. Any cute? you've given him some relief. Uh, 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 of, of giving him a break from his. <laughs> can you see him? <laughs> Damn, the kind of yeah, you can't really see the nudicles, but they're hanging. Oh my god! What is this program coming to? Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. So we've got some newbies in this, right, Tom? They have no idea. This show's down in the, in the, in the, in the gutter. Um, do they know what nudicles are? Do I have to replay I think you that might or... need to re-explain. Yeah, you know, you might need to re-explain what happened okay. and, and what brought the whole thing on. Because when you brought it up, I mean, I'm rolling my eyes and I'm thinking, what? this is ridiculous. The ham and egger Casey was over there, looked it up immediately and said, this is legit. It is legit. Well, here's this is kind of a sad story. Um, Tucker had uh, testicular cancer. Um, it was a big deal, and we had to have his testicles removed. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when you get married. You get those testicles removed. I mean, you got nothing, right? There's, there's nothing going on, and it was very sad. And I did a lot of research, and I thought, man, what can we do? So I went on the Internet, and I found some nudicles where he implanted nudicles into Tucker. And the problem, and Danae makes fun of me all the time, and I think you've kind of taken a shot at me, Tom, a bull mastiff nudicles. I says, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> so he got bull mastiff nudicles that maybe were a little too big for Tucker. Tucker, do you like your nudicles? He likes them. So he's, he's happy. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when he goes to that dog park, oh, those <laughs> girls, girl dogs, and even a few of the male dogs, which is fine, which is fine, nothing wrong with that, are sniffing around those nudicles. All right, so now everybody who's new to the program is brought up uh, on nudicles. Um, Tracer, say hello to uh, Casey and Paul, the Ham and Eggers. Uh, been a while. Tracy, yes, Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Boys, you're looking good. Let's keep it real positive this year, okay? Real positive. Hey, did you get that car that I sent you, my, my mother-in-law's Porsche uh, car? Did you get that video? I have it if you want it. You let let it? Tom watch this. All right, I want to Go see ahead. this. Please roll it. Go ahead. All right, you ham and eggers. 
Here's the Porsche, not Porsche, it's pronounced Porsche, that my mother-in-law has. Small price tag, 268000 tax and license, of course. Pretty nice car. I know you guys probably didn't think this existed. Not bad for a 70-year-old woman to get a car like this. Very successful. Look at that. Top down. Boy, you two ham and eggers, think about this. How fast would you dump your girlfriend and fiance driving around in a car like this in SoCal? Tell you what, get a car like this, you two guys could even pull some pretty nice <laughs> wool in this. No doubt about it. There's the Porsche emblem. All right. Hope you enjoyed the video. On with the show. It's a big league car, Trace. Color, silver, <laughs> silver interior, gray, whatever they call it. It probably has some <laughs> fancy name to it instead of gray or silver. <laughs> well, what's funny about this, guys, and this is people are going to think, Sharon's really going to be down on me. I'm going to lose my man card here. Danae's mom is really nice, and she likes me. She always calls me the famous son-in-law that she has. Um, but she has said that, Trace, you can drive it any time. I have no guts and no ball. I, he has the balls. I don't. There is no way I would have the guts to drive that car. Would you guys? Would you get out there and drive a $268,000 Porsche? Are you kidding me? I'd get out way outside of L.A., maybe like driving towards Palm Springs or to Yuma or somewhere like that, and I'd open that bad boy up at about 120, 125, top down, roll it. Of course I would drive it. Are you kidding? No, I wouldn't. See, that's the difference between me and you guys. You people live on the edge. I don't drive over 55 miles an hour. I've never had a ticket. In my life, not a parking ticket. I play by the rules. See, Tom, you would be driving like some maniac, right? Get pulled over. No have doubt. To give mother-in-law that ticket. And what would happen? You'd end up in a divorce and the inheritance would be completely cut out. And that's what I'm focused in on. <laughs> I wouldn't drive it, Tracy. I'm too tall. I wouldn't drive it. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it is. It's tight. It really it is. is, but what a nice car. Boy, that's a big late car. There's no doubt about it. I think Sharon yeah. said she'd love to uh, check that car out, Tracer. Well, tell Sharon, and I know she's been – it does have a back seat, and I know Sharon's been to the back seat, so, yeah. Sorry, Sharon. <laughs> uh, did you have something you've been saving up, Casey? Did you tell me before we that, went on the air? That, 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 was, that, it? Was, it. that yeah, was it. That was it. Okay, all right. Is there anything else, uh, you know, based on what may or may not have happened around the holidays? Anything you want to bring Tracer up to speed on? How was is, how is the first holiday at your new house? Is there anything that... It was good. It was good. Um, I got the fiancé uh, a nice pair of shoes. Uh, huh. Got her... That's weak. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, sorry. What, did I say something? Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> got her a few... Uh, you got her some socks. Got her, got her, got, got her some socks. socks. Got her some some pairs of clothes and stuff. 
Um, and your mother-in-law? <laughs> and not my mother-in-law. No. Did you I, get her anything? I I did not. Oh. Okay. Okay. I did not. Okay. Uh, smart what move. I what I actually smart what move. I I should say what I did give her was moving out of her house. <laughs> so. Yeah. But you know I I this year was actually pretty good. I got a a nice some power tools, got a gas grill, um, got some decorations for the house. Was it a green egg? The grill? Was it a was it an egg? No. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I don't have one. Tracy, are you a fixer-upper kind of guy? I mean, would that be something, power tools, that you'd like to get uh, for a you birthday know, or Christmas or something like that? This is going to surprise but surprise you guys, but yes, I actually like to fix things. I know you think, Trace, you would hire people, right? I probably got 10 people that I hire. I do a lot of work on my, on my uh, apartments. I do it myself. Me, Hunter and I do it. And so really? I, I like it. But you got to have the tools. You have to have the tools. So, so are you are you better? You know, some guy's strength lies in um, uh, electrical, some in plumbing, some in HVAC. You know, things like that. Do you have a do you have a you know a, a strength maybe more so than some of the others, or a weakness? You know, I'm a good tile guy. Oh, okay, I, that's I, a good I'm one to have. At, yeah, it is. I find it. I, I find it challenging to get the measurements down and I, and I'll do that. I'll get my hands dirty. Unlike you, Tom, I can actually do some of that stuff. What did you get Polly for Christmas, by the way? Uh, I got, um, Oh, I actually got, <laughs> this is really going to excite you, Tracy. I got a couple of really nice pairs of pants. And if you know me, you know that I needed those. So I got, I got a really nice sweater. I got a couple of pairs of nice pants and I got, um, I got a, there was something else that I got. <laughs> Oh, oh, here's one for you. Um, my girlfriend, actually, th this is pretty cool. My girlfriend, uh, paint. she's a really good artist. She painted a, uh, a picture that she and I took at the Grand Canyon last year. She painted it for us, for, for me, I guess. Very okay. heartfelt. I, I gave you a suggestion. I gave you a suggestion last time. But you guys don't listen. They don't. You're they too don't. busy talking. You don't listen. What about a gift both you guys can share? Like the handcuffs, right? I talked about that. You did talk about that. That's true. You did. You're right. A blindfold, handcuffs, very inexpensive gifts that you both can share in. Sharon? And speaking of Sharon, <laughs> Tom? There was something I wanted to ask you about, uh, and, 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 and after that last comment, it completely uh, uh, juggled my mind, and, 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 and now I'm, I'm kind of off kilter here a little bit. Because well, let me ask you this. Do you guys have some – Oh, I, no, go ahead. I, I thought well, I remembered. No, go a on. New Year's resolution. Do you guys – because I'm all about New Year's resolutions. Oh, I'm big in this. I actually write my stuff down. Some stuff I can't share with you, but I write my goals – and their New Year's resolutions, and I try to execute by the end of the year. I'm very organized, very anal that way. Okay, well, you give, guys us, have give, give us two or three uh, of, of your um, uh, more important ones, if you could put them in order. Well, I, some of the stuff's real personal. But okay, it, it, health is fine. number one. I don't want to be corny about that. But, you know, my fasting, I am really wanting to fast maybe four days a week. If I can do that, I'll be very happy. I'd like to like to do that. I got to get my will and trust 
updated, especially yep. now that Danae is here in California for two weeks. That needs to be adjusted. <laughs> Probably have to see a divorce lawyer here somewhere in Kentucky. But there's just other things. I, I want to help people out. Yeah. I want to be a little generous. I really do. I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. God has been so good to me not to get to him, but I, I want to help people out. So Amen to that. Just a couple of those things. Amen to that. That was Amen rather boring, that. wasn't it? No, it's not at all. In fact, I find it uh, I, I, I find those uh, to be wonderful things to, to think about, care about, especially when you're talking about helping out other people and those less fortunate. I think it's fantastic. And now yeah. I remember what I was going to ask you. It was suggested on the chat. Uh, going back to your old days at um, on the radio, where you were joined regularly by a very small cast of characters, but a memorable cast of characters, uh, starting with, I think his name was Richard from Indian Hill. Uh, and was it Rod from Norwood? Was that it? Rod from Norwood, Richard from Indian Hill. I also had uh, Dr. William Bradford, who was a child psychologist, and he... Uh, he said that the, the most important thing that you could be as a parent is to be your child's best friend. Forget about trying to be a parent, be your child's best friend. Mm. The thing about Dr. Bradford that I thought was incredible is like, like Tucker, he had cancer uh, of the testicles. So he couldn't even have kids. So it was really strange. He's giving my audience advice and he had no testicles. So what does he know about raising kids? So I thought he was an interesting guest as well. <laughs> but Richard from Indian Hill, people hated Richard from Indian Hill. You know what, guys? He drives an Aston Martin. How can you hate a guy like that? But let me ask you, in the chat, in the chat they're bringing it up. Now that you're a regular part of this program, is there any chance that we could have, you know, linked up whatever zoom or whatever it is we're doing sure uh linking up with uh richard from indian hill well i just talked to richard he's on his jet he's taking off his jet going down to palm beach he'll be back next week if you guys would like to talk to him uh, maybe get some advice on the stock market uh, really has trouble talking with the average person i think he'll talk over a lot of people's head but i'll break it down and tell you what he's really saying. We could have him. We could have Rod from Norwood. Uh, Rod is Rod's a hard worker. He repairs uh, lawnmowers. So right now it's not a real good business. And maybe Junior. We could have his kid Junior uh, on the show too. Junior, if you don't, Junior's twelve years old. Okay, he's about three fifty. And there's nothing wrong with. I, I think he's fat. Uh, Rod from Norwood think he's just big boned. To be 12 years old and over 300 pounds, I think that's bigger than, you know, being big bone. So maybe we'll get those guys on the show. I think it'd be, I think people would like it. Uh, and also, Casey, wait a minute. Let me just say this, and this is kind of setting it up for the future. Rod runs a daycare there in Norwood. It's a no frills daycare. So he usually has about 15 kids going. You're allowed one change of diaper, you have peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Casey, when you get a little one, and Paula, you'll eventually get married and have kids. Let's take them to Rod's daycare. It's very reasonable. I think the whole day is like $6 and you can't beat that. Now, sometimes Rod likes to check out and, and do his thing with the, uh, with the lawnmowers and Junior will watch the kids. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, Casey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like a, a great time for my kid. <laughs> yeah, if you guys just let me know, and I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the boys, and, and we'll get on, and uh, we'll take this. They're very – they've each got a different story to tell, and I, uh, I, I, I think you'd enjoy it. Tracy, I just got to say that, uh, you know, we mentioned some new people in the chat, a lot of new audience members. Our audience is, like I said, probably tripled since the last time you were on. Um, one new member that is watching the show or watching your segment, at least for the first time today, is my mother, who really appreciated oh, your, your comments uh, a few minutes ago <laughs> from, from my girlfriend. You know, she just sent me a text and said, wait, what did he just say? So, you know, just, you know, appreciative for the family, too. I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. We all. What does she I, look? I appreciate it. What? <laughs> what does she look like? <laughs> Paul. Polly. I mean, she's, she's, a, she's a very right. nice woman. I love my mom. Tracy, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd love I know, her. but what is she? I, I'm sure I just you, know what I asked you. I'm sure you'd love her too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. All right. Oh, wait. The other the other question I had for you though, Tracy. Uh, you know, I know yeah. you're a, a financial advisor. Um, what yes. is your what is your advice for all of the uh, people that have now invested their money into sports betting? Oh, very interesting. I mm. see a lot of kids. I was at a high school uh, not too long ago, and those guys were on their little lap, you know, with their DraftKings. Right, you can play some bets. I love it. I, I love to to place bets. I like to gamble. I'm, I'm giving you too much inside information here. Well, you know, Tracy, now our big sponsor here on the program is Betfred Sportsbook. They're the official sportsbook of the Cincinnati Bengals, and now they have joined uh, ranks with us here at Chatterbox. So you got to get on that app now. I I will. I I promise you I will, and I will be placing some bets. And I'm going to be – I'm going to put – I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet $1,000 on the Reds this year. To do what? That's right. To win the championship of the division in El Central. See, Tom, the problem with you is you're too negative. It's New Year's. What did I say at the beginning of the show? I'm going to be very positive. Now, I might be stupid, but I'm going to be positive. I wasn't being negative. I just, you just said you're betting a thousand bucks, and we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if you heard this or not because you're out in Southern California with all the you know, beautiful people out there. But Pete Rose placed the first bet at the new sports book on at 12.01 over the weekend. And he bet on the Reds to win the World Series. So that's why I asked you. You were betting 1000 bucks on what? Well, clearly your answer was different than what Pete Rose bet on. And Nick Kirby pointed out to us, I threw it out there, uh, because Major League Baseball has not uh, apparently put odds out officially, the sports book. Right. Uh, but but that if you bet a thousand for the Reds to win the World Series, you'd make over three hundred thousand dollars. I would think a little bit more. That's all I would make. That <laughs> would be a little bit more. But yeah. you know, there's always surprises. And I just I just want to compliment Pete. You know, there's people that said, you know, Pete uh, bet against us, right? And, and I totally disagree. See, he always bets on the Reds to win. See, that's a perfect example. His first bet was the Reds to win. Very well put. What's the FQI in Southern California at a football oh, game? Oh, it's very high. Oh, it's very high. Yeah, the, that's the fan quality index. And, that's, and we've talked about this a little bit. You want a good quality of fan going to the game, right? You want someone that's going to spend money. 
you don't want a bunch of ham like you don't want a bunch of people coming from Norwood to watch a Reds game. You really want Indian Hill, people from Bellevue, uh, maybe a couple people from Terrace Park. But we really want to stay away from people Norwood, Anderson, Mason, those people because they're not going to. They're too tight. They're not going to spend a lot of money. The highest FQI fan quality index is up in there in San Francisco, where you sit down. They give you a uh, a glass of wine, Silver right. Oak, and right. some Dungeness crab, maybe some sushi, and they're willing to to spend the money to buy those products. So that FQI is a lot higher than you would say at, at some of these other balls. Well, I think the FQI at uh, Paycor Stadium is going to be off the charts this Sunday. And you'll be back in town for it solo. So maybe, you know, maybe uh, we get down there on Sunday. What are we going to do afterwards, though? Well, it all depends on whether Casey and Paul are, are going to hang with the masses or whether they're just going to bottle up in, um, you know, wherever it is they like bottling up. Mason. L- 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 yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to go to Panera. You know, a big deal for you is a big deal for you guys is seeing a growing yoga pants. Oh, boy. Get all excited over that. Go to the B.A. You'll really see something. <laughs> Tracer, have a good day, my man. Have fun out there All in right, Southern guys. California. All right. I'll see you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Great to have Tracy back. Nothing like the Tracer. Nothing like him. Nothing. Nothing. Like him. No one like him. No one like him. Boy, Sharon, I'm telling you now. I mean, I, she loves just lighting people up on this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's just stirring it up like nobody's business. All right, fellas, do we have a cherry on top today? Uh, the, the cherry on top is the news about you know what, Tamar you're Hamlin. Right. I was getting ready to, I was, yeah. even before I asked, uh, you know what, no doubt about it. Um, the great news today presented by United Dairy Farmers. Uh, again, if you weren't with us earlier, uh, the Buffalo Bills released a statement roughly about an hour and a half ago. Um, you know, per consult with the medical professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center that uh, Mr. Hamlin is making remarkable, that was the word they used, is making remarkable progress. Uh, and all signs continue, thank the Lord above, to get better and better and better and better every single time we hear something about it. Uh, one last check, I guess, before, just to make sure. I think we all universally agree. There, there, there's no way that um, there's no way that the NFL is going to play this game, uh, make up this game between the Bills and the Bengals. There's just no way that's going to happen. And, and I'll probably be proven wrong. <laughs> oh, here you well, go. This I, is one last update. You got that Ian Rappaport update? Yeah. yeah we okay, got here it is right here. Uh, DeMar Hamlin opened his eyes last night and is responsive, truly incredible. Uh, One thing that's very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin. See, this is where Ian Rappaport, and I have all the respect in the world for the guy, give the people, give the place where it's happening. Name them. Name the place where it's happening. It's good for them. And they've earned it. The medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately and then over the last 72 hours at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. 
I'm pretty sure they did name the person a few minutes ago who actually gave him really? the CPR. I think they did. The I saw it was, the Bills athletic trainer was who did it. Um, gave the CPR. Gave the CPR, yeah. I don't have his name. I know that's something you were just talking about. Um, but they uh, – uh, here we go. Danny, Danny Kellington. Send that to me. Danny Kellington. I'll send it to you right now. Um, Casey yep, performed the vital um, CPR. It's in your inbox. Casey. Not all heroes wear capes. Bill's assistant athletic trainer, Danny Kellington, is the one that administered CPR to Damar Hamlin. And it's coming up on your screen in about five seconds. Here it comes. So this is our cherry on top. This right here. This guy right here. Uh, get the tweet in it too, Casey, if you can. Yeah, I want to. You know, it's one thing, and I heard um, I heard on the radio yesterday uh, someone talking about how the NFL, um, they can't control everything, but they are prepared for virtually everything, and it, they, they, they just never let up on the gas pedal on making sure all of their medical personnel throughout the entire league are ready for anything and everything that can happen. Doesn't mean you can't stop anything from happening or prevent it from happening, but to be ready in case something does. And clearly, uh, the Bengals' trainers are no different. Uh, no team in the league's trainers are any different. But, but these guys in Buffalo, uh, they were ready. And, and they saved a man's life. And, and they're, you know, there's no way you can repay somebody for that, except saving your, your, a child's life or your children's life. I mean, nothing more important. All right, fellas, been a lot of fun. Tomorrow, big day, big day. Yep, Reed and I are about to do not too picky here in just a second. We're going to throw it to break and come back, and then tomorrow we have picks. We have uh, all the the preview talk for the weekend for the NFL. We will not do too much tomorrow on the national championship game because we're going to save that for Monday. Yes. We'll save most of the national championship talk. Monday is going to be huge. Um, either way, no matter what happens with the Bengals, it'll be big. Um, but tomorrow we'll have all our picks. We'll have the NFL preview, Bengals preview. Um, guests, do we have? We're working on working that. Working on that. Do you okay. make yourself look good on one show at the expense or the possibility of looking bad on another where you pick different teams of the same Absolutely games on not. one show as opposed to the other? No. So then, you know, you show up on Not Too Picky and look like you're the king of the jungle. Or, conversely... You show up here, and you can look great, you know, people, but terrible on the other show. You know, people do that where what they do is they give – they'll DM people. So, say I DM 1,000 people, and I give them one pick, and then I DM another 1,000 people, and I give them the opposite pick. Well, then the other 1,000 1, – people don't like me. I don't need to talk to them anymore. But those other 1,000 people, I got it right. Well, they think I'm a genius, right? Sure. So, then I take 500 of them, and I split my picks halfway – those 500 people think I'm a genius. There, I'm 2-0 and to those 500 people. Then I split those people. I go to 250 people. I'm 3-0. and And then all 250 of those people sign up for my subscription site. So when people talk about, oh, paying for picks and, and, all, and everything like that, there are people that are very sharp, that are good. I've never paid for a pick in my life. But there are people that are very good and, and know how to bet and are worth it for that. But there are also a lot of people on the internet that's advertised that they are selling their picks that you have to be careful of mm, because of something like that. Point. So you so you bring up I, I do not do that. I very much do not do that. But that is something that people do. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
the investigative journalist in all of us comes out yep. a little bit. You know, you start prodding around, yep. right? Okay. Uh, Casey, glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Double down on that uh, medication, you know, to get you get good night's sleep. Yeah, I'm going to actually take another, take another uh, Sudafed here soon. Okay, good. Good. Brandon, that, that, that tired stash, still with us. Going to be with us through uh, February. Paul, have a good day. Absolutely. Everybody have a good day. We thank all of you. Uh, we, we, we joke around a lot about the audience getting bigger and bigger, but it is, and we thanks to all of you. Uh, and come back and join us tomorrow. Not Too Picky is right around the corner. This is Chatterbox Sports off the bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.